You are listening to The Athenium with Angel B. Jimenez and co-host Isai Avila. Welcome back, guys, and today we have another great episode. No guest, unfortunately, but we are starting a new kind of episode that we'll rarely have, um, but it's just for those weeks when it's hard to get a guest on the podcast, especially because of COVID and uh, all these times that we're going through, but we found a way how to make these episodes work, and during these episodes, we'll call them tactical episodes just for the sake of it, and we'll be um, addressing and tackling different problems in our society and in our just in our country that either affect us positively or negatively and how to work through them so today we'll be talking about a very sensitive topic guys and uh, we'll we'll teach you or we'll at least advise you on our testimony and how we've worked through it or how we've been working through it Um, but uh, it's a it's a topic that affects many of us and probably all of us at some point in our lives in different ways so Uh, Get ready for a wild one, guys, and as always, welcome to the Athenium with Angel B. Jimenez. So, uh, this morning, my mom gave me a sandwich. What uh, kind of sandwich? uh, I don't know. It had avocado in it, and I spilled some on my shirt. Or guacamole. What? I mean, guacamole. guacamole or avocado? They're the same thing, dude. They're not the same thing. <laughs> no, guacamole is squashed avocado. It's yeah, it thus being the same thing. Was the sandwich at least good? It was actually pretty good. Was yeah. it like ham and cheese or just avocado? Sandwich? I don't. I don't know what it was. They had jalapenos. She could be poisoning you for all you know. <laughs> She's my you know mom. <laughs> I, well, haven't you ever watched like true crime, true no. crime shows? No, I'm not lame. Parents always murder I don't, their no, kids. I'm not lame. I don't watch those type. I watch my animes, you know. Anime? Really? <laughs> anime? Like a year ago, you weren't Look, into anime. Well, because I've been so sad lately, and I've been lonely. <laughs> sad and lately? Yeah. So anime definitely lifts me up. Huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Well, well, you know what lifted me up the other day? What? So I was starting my YouTube channel, and uh, it didn't come out good, by the way. It, it was like, <laughs> it was cringe on like the highest levels of cringe that there is. Max cringe. Exactly. Max cringe. Like extreme. But... There was something funny that came out of it. My sister was taking these shots, you know, bottom shots from the ground, and uh, she didn't notice the shovel, like, right behind her, so she sat on that and cut her butt. She sat on the shovel. <laughs> she sat on the shovel, and she cut herself, and, uh, well, that was kind of funny, because she just, like, spurred right. up, jumping up and down, <laughs> and I was like, what did you do yourself? And she's like, I sat on the shovel, I stabbed my butt with the shovel, so... The recording process and the actual recording of the video is yep. probably like super cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but guys, on a more serious note, we uh we have a very important topic to talk about t- today, right? Yeah, we go from avocados to a very serious topic. So yeah, do you think avocados get depressed? Uh, yeah, they're all like plants, and plants are like living and stuff. So like you know, I think they get pretty sad once in a while. Okay, I guess. <laughs> sure, sure. But but like we said on a more serious note, guys, um, depression is something that's all around us. So is anxiety. I mean, those go, they're like brothers, you know? And yeah. they're, they, uh, they affect everyone. And I mean everyone, because I don't think there's a person on this planet that's never been affected by depression. Honestly, do you think so? Yeah, I definitely feel like, especially uh, nowadays, um, during this whole COVID or maybe just like teens in general, it's probably mm-hmm. more easier to to get depressed. I mean, sure. I want to call it like fake depression because there are definitely like multiple layers or levels. Of definitely. And depression. different causes for it. Um, but like I was saying, it affects everybody. You know, sure. Some people learn to work through it. You know, that's what we're here to advise you on. That's what we're here to talk about, you know, how to work through depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, but it does affect everybody at some point, whether in their adulthood or their childhood. Or maybe just currently. <laughs> or currently, exactly. Yeah. I mean... Yours truly is. Yeah, exactly. Go- going See, some stuff, my but, co-host you know. is already depressed. <laughs> this is a depressing talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no. but yeah, it's, it affects everyone and differently. That's why it's so hard sometimes to like address and fight because people don't know how to talk about it. You it's know, definitely people- hard to, to talk about uh, and coming out as, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't really care about you know other people's feelings, so you know we'll we'll be here for you. We'll try to help you out. And yeah, and, <laughs> and we're here to give you our testimony, yeah. um, fighting through depression, you know, and how 
how you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and still come out. Our advice, time. if you will. I mean, there's not much. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to. Sure. Yeah. And, and everybody goes through it different ways. You know, our way might not be the way for you, you know, mm-hmm. or someone else. Um, but. Well, yeah, it's worth trying, you know. What could it hurt? Definitely. Um, and uh, that we wanted to start these tactical episodes with <laughs> with, <laughs> with with this with this episode because I think it's it's just it's deserving, you know, and it's the proper way how to start these. You know, I think it's the biggest one, or at least one of the biggest um, problems. Also, it'd be kind of weird talking about depression with a co- with a <laughs> with a a, a, a a person coming in just. You know, it's oh, having a good yeah, time, and sure. but we're like the <laughs> yeah, buzzkill totally. Um, but I mean, what is depression, honestly? Uh, I don't think we uh, doing it justice. Uh, calling it sad would mm-hmm. not be doing it justice. Right, just like sadness, yeah, emotion kind of thing. It definitely it's is more deep not, and complex. It, yeah, depression comes in like you know many different. Yeah, like I said, it comes in many different levels. Uh. What do you think depression is? <laughs> I think I think it's like the mind maybe trying to seek a refuge from you know, from whatever pain they're experiencing in life, you know? And uh, many people will tell you, suck it up, you know? Uh, I've lived a harder yeah. life than you or whatever, you know? Yeah, but that's definitely what uh, a lot of people going through depression is. What and they're and going that's through. why they get depressed too, you know? Because yeah. they feel nobody else understands exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I had, um, a, I read, I saw, I read, I saw a video <laughs> Or I listened because it was one of those like emotion, uh, emotional, inspirational speeches, you know, that right, you yeah. see on on YouTube, you know. And um, it was like two years ago, and I was debating whether I should go back to California because I just currently moved, you know, and I had been a whole year without seeing my friends, and it was a hard, dark time. And uh, I remember watching this video, and it was like different inspirational speakers, you know. There was uh, Denzel Washington. There was a couple other pastors, you know, just speaking. And uh, there came a point where he was speaking. And uh, I, at this time, I was debating not going back to California. But I already asked my parents if I could buy my ticket. And I bought my own ticket. Um, that's how bad I wanted to go to the California. But at this point, I was doubting myself already. And I was getting all depressed and anxious too. I was having this these sudden bursts of anxiety. And um, I remember uh, listening to this video and thinking to myself, you know, I shouldn't go back to California. Why am I going to go back to California? What if I don't get to see my friends? You know, um, what's the point of it? I'm spending, you know, a couple 300 bucks, you know, on a ticket that yeah. may not even work, you know, and I'm just going to get even more depressed over there. And you it's know? not even like worth it. And exactly. You know, maybe your friends are like, they don't even want to see you anymore. Or, exactly. They yeah. forgot about you or something, you know? So all these questions were going through my mind at this point in time. And uh, so I'm listening to this video and the pastor, or I don't remember who was speaking, but he was like, there comes a point in your time, you know, when you're facing these dark times, you know, and you're going to feel like nobody understands you. You know, you're going to feel like nobody understands what I'm going through. And I thought to myself at that same point in time, suck it up, angel, you know. Mm-hmm. Every, people do understand you, you know. Your parents understand you. They've gone through this shit before, you know. Of course they understand you. Stop being a crybaby. And then the pastor pauses for a second and he says, it's okay. They don't. And I remember just like literally breaking into tears at this point because I was like, I've never had someone tell that to me before. All my life, I've told, I've I've been told, suck it up, you know, don't cry, don't be a crybaby. You have to suck it up because people do understand you. Don't give yourself that pity party, you know. That's that's how I grew up. That's how I was taught, you know, to this day. But that time, it was such like a point of vulnerability, you know, where I was just like, oh God. Like, I have to do this. Yeah. Whether it's going to be a wasted plane ticket or not, I have to do it. Because I know this is going to be good for me, which it was. And it's a step forward to move on. You know, I'm not going to be um, thinking every night and every morning about California and how I had to move away. Right? And I remember, yeah, that, I mean, I I can replay that that moment in time <laughs> like it was yesterday because it was so impactful to me. You know, in my dark times. Did did you feel like you had some closure over there in California, or you still? I had, it? I had, I definitely had some closure. It was more the type of like, I got to say goodbye. You know, right? Okay. Like I saw this. I'm. It's always gonna have a special place in my heart. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was able to say goodbye. Now, I didn't need to go back to California to eventually defeat my uh, depression or my times of darkness. You mm-hmm. know, but it definitely made things easier. Right. You know, I was able to move on in ways I didn't think I could. You know? Made you understand what 
you know, depression yeah. can do to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, even even talking to my friends wasn't the thing that helped me. You know, talking to my friends actually was kind of awkward again. Oh, you man. know, it was kind of <laughs> like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and just kind of catching up, you know, but it was, mm. you could feel this awkwardness, you know. This, this distance already. This distance, exactly, yeah. you know. And, um, and I mean, I love my friends. I always will. But it was awkward. Mm. And that's not, that's not what helped me get closure, like you said, or say goodbye. I think it was just the fact that I was back in California reliving all these memories, you know, like walking down Foothill Boulevard, you know, and just, <laughs> you know, reliving these memories, you know, that I used to have or that I still have, I guess, but that I used to live, you know, and being able to accept it in my heart, you know, to say goodbye, you know, say yeah. like, all right, you were a part of my life. I love you. You know, you helped me grow into who I am. But now I got to move on. Right. I got a new chapter of my life waiting for me. Have you ever had something like that happen? Oh to yeah, definitely. I mean, your story is almost a mirror of mine because yeah. uh, you know, especially. I mean, we both moved at the same time, pretty right, much. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's harder, or not harder, but like uh, equally as depressing, I guess, when you already have uh, really strong relationships, like you said, like sure. with your friend, or like you know, with a girl, girlfriend, yeah. And um, you know, it's really hard to like let them go, and that's what uh, that's what a lot of people are facing through these days. Well, when these when these young kids, yeah, yeah, exactly. As you and I are are dating so young, and then they break up, they get off. And honestly, dating's not bad. It's not, mm. but I think there is no point in getting hurt at such a young age. You can right. you can admit your girlfriend in high school, or even middle school, you're not gonna get married with them, are you? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it it probably can be, but it's a very slim chance. It happens to less than one percent of the population. Yeah, honestly, and. I mean, my parents once taught me, you know, um, even those 1%, how lucky are they? Yeah. The, these these couples, they met at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Now, their respect for each other is that of a friend because they grew up as friends in high school. That's right, how they yeah. treated each other. Right. So how do you think they treat each other as a couple? Mm-hmm. If that's how they've been so used to treating each other as young kids, you know, is that how they treat themselves as a couple? So it makes you wonder, are right. they really that lucky that right. they met their, you know, their soulmate or whatever at a very young age? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, relationships are a really big part of, you know, depression. Not only yeah. that, uh, there's toxic relationships. There's, you know, like, like you said, they're not, not all of them are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really big cause, you know, seeking help with those. Yeah. Uh, really, really helps. I definitely needed <laughs> help. Sure. Uh, you know, and there's no shame in talking about this, guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, like like we said at the beginning, and we'll continue to say throughout the whole episode, everyone gets affected by this, you know. Right, yeah. I still have my points, you know, moments of like, ugh, I don't feel like <laughs> doing anything today, right, you know. Yeah. I'm just depressed, you know. I just want to sleep all day or play video games or something, you know. Right, yeah. But we, it's our responsibility to move forward. Yeah, definitely. And I know it's hard, uh, especially when you're going through some rough, st- rough stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's always going to be people there for you. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be here for you too. <laughs> definitely, you yeah. know. And um, honestly, depression comes from many causes. It definitely, does. Yeah. It comes from many, like, like we hinted at some, moving away for us. Right. Uh, at least for me, moving away was like the big one. Uh, also, uh, you know, relationship, like I said, is yep. also a really big cause. Uh, you know, parents also can give, uh, you know, their, sure. their, their son's depression yeah. without them not even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, your friends can, you know, make fun of you, all that. That's Sometimes there's such small things that other people don't notice that they're doing. Definitely, yeah. And it's hurting this other person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not to the extreme as bullying. Bullying does depress people. I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't. But we're talking about even smaller things. Like maybe you see this girl with, I don't know, dyed hair going through the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. And she hears you whispering about her, you know, and spreading these rumors about her. Even stuff like that small, you know, right. kind of like a remark can hurt someone enough to make their day a sucky day right, for the rest yeah. of the day yeah and everything such as a grade to grades, you know, yeah. m- maybe the place you live yeah there's a lot of causes in that yeah. uh obviously touching in every single one of those is kind of impossible because there's so many you know like i said levels of depression but mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure now in terms i mean we'll talk about adults first i think yeah and how it affects adults um the effects usually when the when adults get depressed are not maybe more intense or grave than teens because teens also have uh, 
They also have, you know, these ways that they try to escape their pain. But adults, we usually, I think, personally, you know, by what I've learned, um, I think they'll dwell more like in alcohol They're and drugs. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, like we said, like I told you in the beginning, my, my definition of depression is the brain trying to escape that that uh, pain, that right, fear. Yeah. So, and drugs, that's what it does to you. And definitely, and the depression can also affect uh, many different people. Like, you know, like you said, if an adult is depressed, uh, you know, he might, you know, revert to drugs and then eventually he uses anger mm-hmm. to his to his sons. Yeah, and, abusive parents. Yeah, which is a whole cycle of depression. Like, the whole family will be... <laughs> and, and that's a yeah. bit, you know, uh, I don't think PTSD is the same as depression, um, but it's it's linked it's often linked together too you know um veterans that come back from war you know yeah they've seen things that other people haven't you know so they don't know how to talk about it just like depression they don't know how to talk about it and express what they're feeling so eventually they take it on other people or their like their mind their body is here at home with their family but their mind is still back there it's still back in the warrior and that's how they act that's why they have sudden bursts of anger and violence definitely and uh it that often goes into depression too uh that ptsd uh, will cause depression or depression will cause ptsd either way you know etc yeah and definitely uh depression can also cause a lot of stuff such as suicide you know, mm-hmm. definitely like in teens, especially. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, I guess it, it, of those too. I mean, it's <laughs> everywhere nowadays. But um, yeah. But I mean, that's I think that's the biggest struggle with uh, teens and um, teens who have depression, severe depression. It, it can revert to uh, like self hurt. You know, like yeah, cutting yeah. and everything. Uh, like yeah, so depression can is really dangerous for for a lot of people, and definitely it's really hard to to get out of that state of, of depression because it's not something you can, it's like a, not like a slight switch where you yeah, can just one like day. On and off. Yeah. It's, it, you have to, you have to almost practice it. It's almost like a sport. Definitely, <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to practice fighting it. And it's not easy because you, I mean, you tell me how easy is it controlling one's emotions? You no, know? it's, it's really hard. I mean, I, I don't want to like diagnose myself with depression or anything, but I definitely do feel really out of it some days mm-hmm. uh, and that's normal we all feel yeah. out of it some days you know yeah but in terms of people who have even more severe depression like right. like to the point where they're having suicidal thoughts you know right, they're yeah. cutting themselves i mean that's the point where you're like okay like now it's the danger for you now it's a hazard there, there's definitely a a, a a need for self-care once you're you once you know your depressed once you like know you know, you just can't take it anymore. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. going outside for walks is a really big hope. It does. Getting yeah. fresh air. I mean, yeah. I think it's scientifically proven that getting oxygen into your brain, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wakes you up. It gets you working. It gets you alert. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, eating <laughs> definitely helps me, but don't overdo it because... Because that can yeah. lead to other yeah. other, other side stuff, effects you know? like obesity. And, yeah, or yeah. Um, is it bulimia? I think it's bulimia, right? I don't know what that is. <laughs> or maybe I, I don't know. Like, I'm tired today. But yeah. it leads to other disorders and other consequences as well. You yeah. Know? And that's why depression is so bad. Because it branches out like this giant tree. It, it's really uh, easy to hurt yourself once you know you're, you know, depressed. There's a lot of ways, you know, people deal with depression. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, important that, you know, you get a fresh, fresh air. Maybe talk to some friends if you don't have any friends. Uh, you know, talk make to some or something. Or make some if, if that's what you need. I mean, it, I've met people. I personally am one of those people that I don't seek happiness in friends. You know, mm-hmm. just because that's not what gives me happiness. That's not what um, cheers me up. I seek refuge or joy in my writing, in family, taking walks. I mean, I love right, taking yeah. walks. I used to take them a lot in California, um, especially around the time that we were moving. Mm-hmm. I just took walks every day, calm myself. You know. Because I'd have sudden bursts of depression or anger, you know, and I'd be like, calm your shit, right. go take a walk, you know, and then come yeah. back good, you know, yeah, don't take it out on your uh, family. Uh, so, yeah, so like, like Angel said, you know, friends don't, not, not, not all people, you know, really need friends to, to be happy, but there definitely are some people that, you know, people need company, uh, that's a really big mm-hmm. help once you have depression, you know, company. Special extroverts. Yeah, uh, you know, self-care definitely eating healthy and i know um once you're like no you're like you really don't want to feel you really don't feel like doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. it's really important to like you know work out you know but even though 
and that helps a lot yeah and, and i know it's it, i know it's hard like trust me i yeah, i, I, I try like waking up early in the morning <laughs> saying okay i gotta change yeah. i gotta get up do my bed and then go work out uh i don't feel like it. yeah something you don't even want to get out of bed you just want to stay there but it day. helps like this yeah. last two weeks that's what i've been doing you know yeah. And it helps tremendously. Like as soon as you start working out and the blood's pumping through your veins and everything, you feel a lot better yeah, and you're ready to get through the day. Definitely. And I don't think on those days that I work out, like really work out and not just do like a sit up. <laughs> you know, I worked out, I'm done. Um, but if you actually put forth the work, you know, and work out for 45 minutes, even right, an hour, yeah. you know, I don't think I got any more sudden bursts of depression that day. Mm-hmm. Like you feel good for the rest of the day. You felt yeah. like you were productive and you're ready to do more productive yeah, things. Yeah, definitely uh, do stuff that makes you feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. Try to, <laughs> try not to get into drugs or anything once you're like depressed because they, they won't help you, you know. It definitely eases mm-hmm. your, it calms you down and stuff. Like sure. I, I, I know how all that works, but it's definitely not worth. I mean, we've seen people, you know, yeah. just go down the drain literally yeah. you know because they decided to take drugs you know or they s- sought refuge in alcohol right you know? yeah. and it's made their lives worse honestly it definitely has it affects their family it affects their you know children and and then what happens parents. to those family members honestly i mean stuff imagine yeah. imagine kids seeing their father you know their father or mothers uh suffer with alcoholism or drugs or whatever it's very likely at one point their parents are gonna, you know, die. You know, they're it gonna definitely helps no it. one once you take drugs. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel cool. I mean, I know it. I know it does, but it's definitely not. And alcohol is a depressant too, so it's just gonna yeah. make it worse. It's it not. It's not gonna make it really bad. I don't know if people can drink that. <laughs> sure. And uh, but like I was saying, those kids that see their parents do that, how do you think those kids are gonna end up? Oh yeah, depressed just as their depressed, parents. Depressed, and, it's and a whole they're gonna cycle, end yeah. up. Yeah. They learn from they learn from their parents. I mean, that's that's why you know there's a saying you know you know uh, parents are there to set the example for the kids you know because their kids are literally gonna follow in their footsteps. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a really sad cycle that we need to break, mm-hmm. and we need to do that together. You know, yeah, with for your sure. Friends and there, there was a, I mean, I think when I took like health health ed health class in uh, freshman year. There was this uh, cool analogy or example about these two sons, uh, twins. They were the same age, and they had this alcoholic father who passed away because of alcohol or something like that. Um, and as they grew up, one became an alcoholic, and one never touched a drop of alcohol in his life. And so when they were interviewed, the one who never touched alcohol in his life was asked, you know, why did, why did you never drink alcohol? And he's like, because I saw my father do it all his life. Hmm. And when they interviewed the other one, why do you drink alcohol all the time? He's like, because I saw my father drink alcohol all the time. It's definitely depression is definitely in in a perception of a view or, or a view of stuff. You know, you, when when you're depressed, your view of stuff happens to be negative, your perception mostly. gets you perception. know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Impaired. Mm-hmm. Just like your judgment gets impaired, you know, and your reasoning and everything um, with alcohol, with drugs, with depression itself. I mean, depression is almost like a drug. Almost. It, it is. Because it, you know, it, it impairs your judgment just like alcohol would. It's not really you know? like... It, but it's also, unlike drugs, it's not really like a choice, you know? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. But then again, how do you work through it then? Right. Yeah. So <laughs> working through it, like we said, we... Uh, you know, people, at least for me, definitely really helps, you know, not not being afraid of uh, speaking out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know it's really scary uh, to, to talk to people about depression because... You know, you're afraid of people judging you. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of, like, people looking down on you because it's like, oh, you're sad, you're depressed. Why right. not just be happy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really a But it's easier thought. said than done. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that That's why talking to people is kind of difficult because they don't, maybe, uh, they don't, your friends may not understand or your family. It's, it's that same concept. They're not going to understand me. You know? Right, yeah. Yeah, like you said. And, right. and they don't sometimes, you know? I mean, if there's one thing that that video taught me is, they're not going to understand you sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to feel like they are going to understand you because that's what you've been taught or at least I've been taught, you know, mm-hmm. like every time I get that thought, they don't understand me. I think, no, they have to understand, you know, right? Yeah. what are they here for then? So, you know? yeah. So not everyone is 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 depressed. So uh, maybe your best friend, it's like the happiest kid on earth or something, mm-hmm. but you really want to talk about it. So I think it's really hard to talk to people about depression and that's what stops you know, or it could be the other people. way around too with your example. I mean, totally on on topic, you know, and like you 
totally accurate what you said. Mm -hmm. But it could also be the other way around. Your happiest friend on earth, he could be just wearing a mask to hide his depression. Definitely ask, you know, ask your friends or your family, like, hey, are you okay? Or do you need to talk about it? Or how was your day, man? Yeah, even if they seem pretty happy, you know, you never know what people are going through. Because, I mean, I know. I know what it's like hiding hiding behind, you know, a mask, you know, and just... Putting on the putting on the happy face, you know, for Definitely. everybody. You know? Like some people, all their lives have been wearing masks, so it's really important to let people know if they're okay, even if they seem pretty happy. You know, just yeah. be like, "Hey, are you okay?" For sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because anybody could be wearing a mask. I mean, people you pass by on the street could be wearing masks, you know, and yeah, definitely, and you wouldn't ever realize it. And on the inside, those people could be really bad. Like they hurt. could be breaking down, really you know. Um, now I have. I've uh, I have another analogy, you know, that I usually tell myself when mm-hmm. I'm depressed because I still get sudden surges of depression, you know, mm-hmm. just like anybody else would. Um, but it's the half, glass half full and half empty analogy, you know. Um, if you view the world, you know, as in a negative uh, insight or perspective, it's just gonna go downhill from there. It's gonna go downhill yeah. from there because you have nothing to look forward to. You have nothing mm-hmm. motivating you. You know, and that's a glass half empty. You know, imagine you have a glass of whatever. What's your favorite drink? I don't know, Coke. Coke. <laughs> a glass half empty of Coke. You know, you're complaining. Look, I have half a glass left. You know, I already drank half of it. Yeah, it seems like me. <laughs> it's yeah. sure, but that's that's what the analogy is for. You know, you're having a pessimistic view of how much you have left of it. You know, definitely. When you could be thinking and say, "Look at how much I still got." Right. You know, it's yeah. still half full. I never really thought of that. <laughs> you know, and that's the same with life, you know? You sometimes we focus on what we don't have anymore. The negative stuff. The yeah. negative stuff, you know, what's happening to us. Oh, you know, um give me some problem. I don't know. Uh, uh, my girl left me. My girl left me, or, you, know, <laughs> you know. I'm depressed and it hurts. We're yeah. not saying it doesn't hurt. It does yeah. hurt. But, but you can also look dwelling? at it like, yeah, you can also look at it like, hey, now I'm single and I can find someone better. Yeah, exactly. You know? Maybe yeah. it all works for goodness, you know. Uh, maybe God works in mysterious ways or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to work out. Everything will unfold in in, uh, in time. It's definitely something to take time, you know. Sometimes when, when something really tragic bad happens, it doesn't, you don't go right away looking at the positive things. You sure. Know? You definitely you have need to, to grieve. You need to grieve. You, and yeah, that's you, understandable. Yeah. But to dwell on it for more than you need to, definitely. Then it becomes this like, like oh, like like an addiction almost. You know, like you're feeding yes. yourself with this negativity. And that's where the analogy over. of the drug comes. That, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you focus on, okay, she left me or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, using the analogy of your girl leaving you, she left me. Okay, mm-hmm. it hurt. I mourn. I grieve. You know, now I gotta move on. Definitely get my shit done. Do whatever I have to do, you know, work towards my dreams and my goals, you know, work hard, study hard, whatever you need to do. And you might have a better girl, you yeah, know, in definitely. a couple of years, you know, you might get married or whatever, yeah. you know. But if you focus on that glass half full instead of half empty, your life will actually start looking much brighter. It will. Definitely. And it's hard. It is hard. It is. Not I easy. mean, I can, I can tell you firsthand, <laughs> uh, you know, moving from California to here, mm-hmm. I don't know where. What do you think was the hardest really, part for you moving uh, away? I mean, I kind of ditched all my friends. I was I was such a coward. I didn't want to say bye. I didn't want anyone that to was, know that. That I was, was actually me too. I didn't say goodbye. That's why I went yeah, back to California. It was horrible. I, felt. I, I mean, I went back to California, but not to say goodbye, but just to you know, just to hang out there. Right. But it, it's it's really uh, hard to just uh, look at the world, you know, half full, like the moment you know you're something bad happens you know so it's, sure. it, it definitely takes time it does like you said it takes time to grieve and you have to practice it you have to practice like yeah. practice every morning you know you wake up repeat three good things in your life you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea i would say you know i'm healthy i got a roof over my head i have a family definitely yeah. and i could i can name a bunch more honestly you can name a bunch more you know i definitely can yeah. i have a father that loves me i have a mother that loves me i have a job you know as a waiter a runner you know whatever i have money saved up in my bank account yeah, yeah. i have a video game console <laughs> so much you <laughs> there, know, you there's can name. definitely a, a point where you can say like hey i have more stuff that i need or exactly. that i have that's than, necessary than, than someone else you know who probably doesn't even have a roof over their head or food you know they're yeah, starving yeah definitely definitely that's a good point you know we as a society, as as Americans, oftentimes you know, we're so used to having more than we need, and then complain about it. And then we're so, we're about so it. sensitive, yeah. Yeah, we're so sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> we have five TVs in our house. 
when some people don't even have a t- they don't even know what a TV is. They don't you even know? have the internet. <laughs> they don't even have internet. They don't even have yeah, a home. You know, definitely. we have homes with multiple guest rooms and multiple beds and blankets mm-hmm. and pillows. Some people are living and sleeping on wooden planks. Or you in know? someone else's house. Or in know? someone else's house. They don't even have a house. Some people, you know, are dying on the streets or, you know, wherever. And us as Americans, we're so used to having everything Definitely. and at the same time looking at the world half empty and, and to those people who who are also like living on other people's homes you know you know also they should also you know in my opinion they you know be grateful be grateful because they still mm-hmm. have something you know something's better than nothing mm-hmm. uh we definitely don't want to exclude anyone <laughs> yeah. anyone out there but, was uh, um this businessman i forgot his name he's like one he was one of the richest you know uh, uh people from mexico I forgot his name. You might know, but I forgot his name. But he was living on the streets. He was like downright poor, mm-hmm. and uh, he started. He then he started uh, selling uh, cigarettes um, to just get money, you know. Mm-hmm. But every time he got new bucks, new cash, he wouldn't spend it. Not on his shoes, not on his clothes. You know, he wore the same clothes all the time. He just saved it, saved it, saved it. And I think that he saved so much, and he invested. And buying his first like oil rig or something like that, mm-hmm. and with that he just shot up. But imagine, I mean, imagine the picture: someone who's living on the streets bought a freaking oil rig, you know, <laughs> yeah, made his own oil company or whatever, you know, from the streets because he was selling cigarettes. And no doubt he 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 was probably my. I mean, I think he was probably just as depressed as definitely someone else. But and, he worked through it, and he saw the the world, you know, glass, glass half full. full, yeah. Instead of half empty, if he had yeah. seen it half empty, he would um, probably waste it on drugs or drugs, um, you know, or, or shoes, and he would have never gotten out of the yeah, out of, off the streets, you know. Yeah, and uh, and as like we were back to the topic of us being super sensitive, you know, um, <laughs> I I wonder how we can be so sensitive sometimes. So mm-hmm. you know, because I am, I'm I'm sensitive sometimes, you know, and I and then I catch myself and I'm like, why are you complaining about this, you know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, when other people. They're fighting for their life, literally, yeah. you know, and we're complaining about the internet that broke down or whatever, you know, or people like panicking because TikTok's about to because TikTok's, <laughs> you know, being pulled down, you know, yeah. or even elections, you know, I mean, elections and politics right now, it's, we're all on edge and there's so much tension right now right. and we're all making a big deal out of Remember it. Remember that one, uh, when Trump won the election there was like people literally crying they were literally crying and I'm like why are you crying sure sure maybe your candidate didn't win Mm -hmm. but there are some people that are having it more rough than you and I'm talking about 10 times more rough than you yeah places like Mexico or Mexico Africa I mean all around the world even all around the world even in America Mm -hmm. there are people suffering you know on the streets you know and I mean I'm not trying to justify all of them because there are some that are there for a reason, you know. Mm -hmm. Some went into drugs. They made bad choices in life, you know. But a lot of them are suffering. A lot of them were born into that life. Definitely. And we're crying over, what, a stupid election? (laughs) Uh, The internet, the the hockey table we don't have or whatever, you know. (laughs) Or the the AC that's not working in the house, you know. Yeah. At least we have a house. There's definitely a... People definitely. Uh, I I don't want to say they're they're faking depression, but they definitely find a, a lot of excuses to be depressed. And I feel like we have to work around uh, ways. You know, glass maybe half to, full. Yeah, glass half. You see yeah. the stuff. See the world. How glass half full. Because like you were saying, when you're and honestly, depression. But when you first get depression, that's not on you. You know, not really. You know, that just comes. And it stays there. But like you were saying, when you start giving yourself excuses mm-hmm. for being depressed, you know, like, oh, like my girl left me. Oh, I don't have any money. I don't have oh, any friends. <laughs> I don't have any friends. That's when it starts getting bad. That's when you're starting to give yourself excuses instead Definitely. of saying, all right, my girl left me. I don't have friends. I'm going to make new friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find myself a new girl, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to find a yeah. job and get some money, you know? Instead of just giving yourself those excuses, yeah, and, like you and, were and saying, we, we understand it's definitely easier said than done, and it's easier to it, give it, yourself it, excuses. It is, yeah, it is possible to, to you know, work through stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely what you, what you said, I totally agree with. <laughs> definitely, um, I mean, my way of working through it when I first moved, because I was telling you at the beginning, when I first moved, I went into a serious state of depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have thought it was my hardest year, but honestly, this year was harder just because with the restaurant and everything, you know, and working with all these new things. Um, mm-hmm. But my first year here in Colorado, my freshman year of high school, it was a tough year. 
And there was points in that year where I thought I wasn't going to make it out alive, honestly. I thought, you know, this is where I'm going to be stuck, you know. <laughs> I don't, I can't see myself out there in the world, you know, with my books. Are you kidding me? You know, with, uh, with a podcast, I mean, I hadn't even gotten the idea for a podcast yet, you know. But I was giving me, I was giving myself all these excuses, different excuses, yeah. you know, for being depressed. And I was just feeding myself that every day, you know. To the point where I was actually worried for my safety, for my life, you know. Because yeah. I was like, what if I decided to do something that I'm going to regret, you know. And and I, that whole year, it was just a dark year for me. And there came a point, it wasn't even when I, when I went back to California. I think it was even after that. Because California was like the beginning mm-hmm. of lifting that darkness off of myself, you know. That beginning of moving on, you know. But I think it was shortly after that when I began working on my book because um, it was already undergoing publishing by that time but I postponed for a long time because of the depression and everything that was going on but I think shortly after I went back to California I started focusing on the good mm-hmm. I started focusing on mm-hmm. on just how beautiful life can be sometimes Not the positive and, stuff. Yeah. exactly and the funny thing is when that started happening I started having random bursts of inspiration for my books. Mm-hmm. Now, my first book, sadly, I can't say I was inspired to write it, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just something that kind of happened. But when I started writing the second book and everything else, I started having these bursts of inspiration that I was like, holy crap, I have to put this into my book, you know? Right. This is what it was meant to be. And it's like this, and I talked about this with Mel the last episode. It's these, It's this overwhelming feeling that just like, overwhelms you inside you know with Mm -hmm. peace not anger not sadness not even joy it's peace and you're kind of like okay this is what i'm gonna do definitely and it gives you so much peace that you forget about everything else you know and that not only do you become more joyful and happy you forgive yourself too you forgive yourself for being depressed for giving yourself those excuses and everything and you're ready to move on and when I started getting those random bursts of inspiration, my life started looking a much more much more brighter, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know if it was going back to California. I don't know if I was just glass half full, you know, looking at the world much better. Right. Um, but when those bursts of inspiration started happening, I started finding myself with more purpose because I think many people look for purpose in the world too. Mm-hmm. And when I had that, that's when I was like, all right, you son of a bee, you know. <laughs> I'm coming after you. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. Right, yeah. You know, I'm getting rid of you. Because you're not good in my life. Definitely. Uh, ho- hobbies are definitely a really big help. You know, mm-hmm. You know, like you, like your escape for depression is writing books. Sure. Maybe it's for other people, you know, writing music or playing music. Running. And I running, mean, yeah. Uh, even if, even if you're not good at something, you know, definitely try it. You know, try something new. Try something to keep your mind Or get mind better off. at it. Or get, but yeah, I or mean, that's better. what I did with my writing. I yeah. wasn't good at writing. I mean, if you had read the first copy to my first book, you'd be laughing out because it's so cringe, you know? But you have to get better at it. That's what I did. I started yeah. working better and harder to get better at it. Goals are really important when, Goals, you're, when exactly. you're going through some stuff. Because yeah. you have something to motivate you there. Definitely. You have something to look forward to. And um, I also said in the last episode, life is like a system. Many people will say life is not fair. Mm-hmm. But life is fair. If you work hard, life will give you back a reward. Either way. Even if you start off with nothing. Even if, like the guy from Mexico, even if you start off with nothing, you you can make an empire if you stay focused and you work hard. Work hard and you get a reward. Yeah, definitely. And we definitely understand it. It's not easy. Definitely is really, really hard. But you can do it. And I think that's something that people need to know is that you can do it. You can get through this. You can get through this. You can... You just can't, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not just uh, depression. I mean, like we said at the beginning too, another aspect of this that uh, helps enforce, I guess, depression is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think, and anxiety is, I mean, anxiety is a whole other topic too. I mean, the, the complex emotions of just feeling worried and paranoid and fearful all the time, that's happened to me too. Has it happened to you? Uh yeah, when I when I work, you know, sometimes I just you exactly know, I feel and like you're just like no 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 like I'm not ready. De- or definitely something. like the the first time I tried uh, taking out food. Mm. Oh my gosh, I feel like I was gonna spill the <laughs> the the caldo the caldo the yeah, soup yeah. Yeah, yeah. on a, on a no lady. I now imagine so that that's like a little moment of anxiety. Yeah, definitely. imagine for someone 
who goes throughout their whole day just anxious, their just whole life, their whole life. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of those things can be caused by drugs. You know, mm-hmm. um, anxiety can cause you to go into drugs. I mean, all these things are all linked together, like this cycle. You know, yeah. and they all feed off of each other. You know, and if you fall into one, you're eventually going to fall into the other. Like they say with marijuana, marijuana is the start. It's if a you gateway. do, yeah. it's a gateway. If you start doing marijuana, it's yeah. proven you're going to start doing other drugs. You're going to start wanting to venture in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can say, nah, I won't get addicted or whatever, you know. But they say it's scientifically proven. You start marijuana. That's like you said, a gateway, and you're eventually going to start other ones. And th- th- that's why, you know, you definitely need help when, whenever you just know you're anxious or when you know you have anxiety. Maybe you're not, like, diagnosed it. Maybe you're not diagnosed by it, but, you know, you, you when you know you're going through some stuff, you definitely need to seek out help any way you can. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, and but it's it's just so hard to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's hard for people to talk about it. Um, it's hard for me to talk about this right here, right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. But imagine how hard it's for other people, you know? People who cut themselves. It's probably, it's probably harder from people who are, like, you know, in gangs who are actually are depressed. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah. So it, it's definitely... It's... It's harder to to help to be helped but there is definitely ways to you know be helped like. and, and sometimes all it takes is to talk yeah. you just have to talk you know vent and i think many of us see venting as you know this like girly or something like pathetic way of of like i don't know <laughs> Listen, getting through I, it i vented before it definitely takes a whole lot of anger it out does of <laughs> take a whole lot of anger you know so don't look at it like it's something to be ashamed of yeah when you vent and p- people vent in many ways some people hit walls some people run some people read I, some I, people talk I, I used to uh record myself in yelling about what happened sending it to a friend <laughs> and he'd be like are you okay i'd be like did you not just hear what i did <laughs> just but it does take a load off yeah it does. and that's why we're here to tell you talking helps yeah Talk to your mom. Talk to yourself. If you need to talk to yourself and yell at the room, yell at God or whatever, De- do it. Definitely. That's what that's what I do. I yell at myself whenever mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just stupid one day. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but there have there has to be a way to push through. You know, you have to find a way to push through. Sorry, guys, we're getting distracted with the deer through the window. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you have to find a way to work work through it. You know. Mm-hmm. Because it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were giving this, you were giving this gift. I was looking at a funny post the other day. Not funny, accurate post. Um, I don't remember the exact calculations, but it was like, it was about people taking risks, you know, and enjoying life, you know, doing what they have to do. And they were like, you have, you're like one in like a trillion chance of actually being born. Right. You know, you're more likely to win the lotto. Like 50 times. Jeez. You know? Born. That's how lucky you are to be alive. So take risks. And I remember just reading that. And I was like, oh, shit. He's right, you know? <laughs> that's pretty dope. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty dope. This is how lucky we are to be alive, you know? And we complain about simple things. Yeah, throwing and we your complain life about away, how, so, how afraid yeah. we are to, I don't know, go on your first roller coaster or ask that girl out or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even more bigger things like go to college or not go to college or, you know, Start your own company, start a podcast, start your YouTube channel, start a book, you know. We're often so afraid to take that risk, whether it's because of anxiety or depression. But you don't realize how lucky you are to be alive, how lucky you, you are to actually be here, you know. A uh, risk, yeah, definitely. Uh, risks are are something that, you know, definitely should be taken, you know. If you ask out a girl, you know, <laughs> Chances are you're gonna forget about her. She's gonna forget about you. And if she were get, if she rejects you, you know, shrug it off. Whatever, you know, you tried it. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but those ways you have to practice those positive ways, whatever works for you. You know, of feeling better of yourself. Yeah. You know, feeling more confident, having a a better self esteem. You know, not a low self esteem. Definitely, people are, are are more sensitive than others. You know, like like you said, but in terms of bullying, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's definitely. For easy for people to, you know, really get hurt when someone says like such little comment like, "Oh, your nose is too big," or "You have glasses for eyes." Is my nose big? <laughs> your nose is way too tiny, dude. Ah, thank you. I like. I mean, I, I don't know if I like a big nose or like a small that, nose. That bad guy from Harry Potter. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, no, thanks. Like, that was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff like that is definitely uh, 
really helps people. Well, it really hurts people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, sorry, yeah. Angel. You know, something <laughs> sorry is uh, I'm depressed now. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> no, and what helped me too is like when I was talking about the inspiration and everything. Since those in since that those bursts of inspiration helped me uh get this peace, I guess you know. I started focusing on the goodness around the world, you know, and how beautiful everything was. You know, I I would even, I would just imagine, I would sit out on my porch, you know, and I would imagine myself in between all these trees, you know, and you'd have this sudden peace over yourself. I thought of something beautiful, you know, something peaceful, and it gives you this peace inside, mm-hmm. you know, and suddenly you feel a lot better. And that's what I started inputting into my books. And that was my way of venting. If you read my yeah. books, you will realize I'm venting. <laughs> my, my books are my yeah. way of venting. Sure, it's a fiction fantasy story, you know. Uh, you won't even understand what's happening. But, uh, <laughs> but that's my yeah. way of venting. You won't understand what's happening in terms of my life. But mm-hmm. that's my way of venting. When I write, it's because I'm going to go to vent, you right. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my books for me. I mean, everybody has different ways. Their own ways of venting. Of venting. Yeah. I mean, what, how do you vent? Oh, you said you you like to I yell and record. I, yeah. I, 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 at least I used to. Yeah, I used to when, when I was in, back in California. Right. And now I just vent by playing video games and shooting everybody in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean, I'm living proof that you can work through it. You know, yeah. Like I said, I went through a dark time my freshman year. You know, I was in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed my friends. I didn't just miss my friends. I had guilt over a lot of things that I did in California. Like not that, saying goodbye. Like not saying goodbye. Right. Maybe I didn't spend enough time with my friends, you know, or I did some things I wasn't proud of. I don't know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know. So you have all this guilt, all this sadness, all this regret, this remorse that you're carrying around like this load on your shoulders. And you're blaming yourself every night as to why you're here and not over there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even it's not even the thought of, oh, I'm here in Colorado, I'm not in California, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be in California. No, it's the thought of, what at least for me, it's my it's the thought of what do my friends need me, you know? Right. I always saw myself as like kind of like their caretaker. Maybe they didn't see it like that, you know. <laughs> but I saw myself like I was there to take care of them, you know. Right. Like I was there to take care of my group of friends, you know. If anything happened, I was the one who stood up to the dickhead, you know, <laughs> who was like bullying my friends yeah. or whatever, you know. So I had that guilt of I need to go back to California. I need to take care of my friends, you know. I, I did them wrong or whatever, you know. I have to go back. I have to go back. Mm-hmm. And by working with my inspiration, you know, my books, suddenly that guilt started fading away. Definitely. And I started accepting it, you know. My, my friends are strong, you know. Maybe stronger than me. I don't know. They'll be fine by themselves. Maybe at this point in life, they're taking care of someone else. Like yeah. I used to take care of them or something, you know. Right. And that started helping giving me peace you know and acceptance with the way things are uh, yeah I, I like to look of it like as if you make a, a mistake or something you regret you know maybe to five to ten years you might not even remember exactly. sometimes i don't even remember the stuff i did uh even though i've done a lot of stuff to my friends a lot of bad stuff but sure uh guilt is definitely also a big part of depression, depression. it's something you kind of just not get over it, but, you know, you need to work with it. Like, work, how can I, you know, make myself better so I don't make the same mistake twice? Yeah, and when when you do do that, you know, and it starts fading away, the depression, because it will fade away. Like I said, I'm living proof. It will fade away. And it's so much easier to focus on your goals and your dreams, you know. I've, and it's tiring, honestly. You know, I, we're just like, what, a couple episodes into this podcast, and I'm tired, you know. <laughs> But I'm happy too. I'm happy doing this. I'm happy working my dream, working my goals. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, that's that's how that's how free it feels to yeah. have the depression lifted off of you. Well, yeah, once you're just once you know you're free out of it, you know, it definitely feels better. It feels better, yeah. and you just you feel like you can do anything. Sometimes maybe in a cold shower may help. Uh, that's happened before. <laughs> I, I've tried <laughs> that before too. You know, I'm angry. I'm angry. Cold shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, warmer water makes. But it helps. Work. If that helps you, you know, yeah. if that helps shut you up, you know, or snap you out of your, uh, out of your pity party or whatever your state of depression, you know, do it. Yeah, and definitely if if uh, you know if there's more stuff we missed about depression, or if you want just want to talk to us personally, you know, we'll give you our links. At the end of Definitely. the episode, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to leave you off with something, guys, it's glass half full, 
mm-hmm. is a lifetime of happiness. You know, if you see the world as uh, as good and beautiful despite its flaws, you're gonna be happy gonna despite what's going around Definitely. with you. Um, so I think that's bringing us to the end of our episode. It was a much shorter episode, guys. Um, yeah. just because it's a tactical episode, you know, <laughs> and we don't really have a nice guest. But it was a good episode. Yeah. I think we uh we hit a lot of our points and um. We're, we're still relatively new we, we stutter a lot but you know we're trying our best <laughs> but i mean it was a hard topic talking about too yeah, you know i had to find the right words you know without breaking down or something you know because <laughs> um, i'm i'm like i'm revisiting parts of my past you know that yeah, i'm not comfortable with definitely and and the place you know where i grew up is you know talking about your emotions kind of was kind of looked down on it's like oh you and it still is honestly still still is is, you know there are some people out there that want to help you know Mm -hmm. that want to get these other teens or or adults you know in like group meetings or whatever to open up you know but like you said so many people still frown upon this idea of looking weak of crying you know i don't like crying you know i don't think i've cried in a while but um even my thought you know even this thing this thought of you know crying is a sign of weakness it's not Mm-hmm. you know crying is a form of venting right you definitely, know yeah. and if that helps someone do it mm-hmm. you know if you need to cry yourself to sleep cry but for the right reasons don't give yourself excuses you know because right. then that's a whole other thing that again that leads you the to depression continues, the yeah. cycle continues you know but uh we do need to learn mm-hmm. to open up more you know as a society because if we don't our society will crumble from and the inside not it's not even someone out on the outside doing it definitely. we are destroying ourselves and it's something mental, it's something within ourselves, you know, that we have to fix. And hopefully, we don't get the the next real life Joker. Exactly. Like like that one, like the movie Joker. Oh, and I mean, but I mean, Joker is a clear example of what happens to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, if people they don't who speak don't, out. if yeah. they don't speak up, you know, or they speak up too late, and they let it consume them inside, because mm-hmm. it happens in real life. You know, Joker is pretty realistic mm-hmm. when it comes to that aspect of life. If you let it consume you, it will change who you are. Definitely. literally yeah, for sure, for sure. you know so with that said guys i mean you can uh you can find us on instagram twitter you know and if you uh, want to talk to us our dms are definitely open yeah and we're here to talk to you guys um definitely you know we're here to help you if you're having any trouble with depression there are definitely a lot of hotlines that you could call or text yeah. uh, to have help with depression uh, you can find co-host isai avila on instagram at chokin02 that's his youtube channel that he'll be starting who knows uh, when he'll be starting instagram. Uh, i'll start one day <laughs> uh, depression you know look at you gotta look at the life glass half full, full. There yeah. You go. yeah and uh so you can find him there you can find me at official underscore angel b jimenez you know that's my personal um we haven't really been using the uh, Athenium podcast Instagram or yet. the Twitter or the Twitter, but uh, but we'll definitely try to talk to you, or we will talk to you. If, yeah, if you text us. But there. if you're looking for updates, just follow us on our yeah. on our on the links we just gave you. Um, and with that said, guys, you know if I'm going to leave you off with something, it's that uh, the strongest people are not those who show strength in front of us, but those who win battles we know nothing about. Nice. So nice quote. Nice quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so with that said, guys, this is the Athenium signing off. Lights out.